This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Today's show is sponsored by Movement. It's time to step up your watch game with classic designs and quality construction starting at $95. Right now, our listeners get 15% off their entire order with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash BCPod. That's MVMT.com slash BCPod for 15% off your order. Today's show is also sponsored by SeatGeek. Buying tickets online has always been a confusing process, but not with SeatGeek. Download the SeatGeek app today to start saving. Enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN for $20 off your first ticket purchase. That's promo code BADCHRISTIAN for $20 off right now. You are now entering the Badison Yo, Joey. <laughs> when you are sitting in your car wanting something to do, just turn on this and you won't get pissed. It's the Bad Christian Podcast, fool. All right. I just made that off the top of my head. Oh, yeah. man. That, is that so came impressive. right off the top of my head. We could tell. I mean, I don't know if that, I think that that's called freestyling, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, am I in the game now? Yeah. You are in the Am game. I? Y'all see there's a new Tupac movie coming out. I, I get super excited about that. Very excited. Nope. I don't care about it whatsoever. All yeah. Right. I mean, that hadn't thought about it. Probably won't see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see hardly any movies. That's for sure. I love movies. Very still. rarely. You know why we don't see movies? Because we're constantly touring in our damn band and things <laughs> things go wrong and horrific. Uh I, if I'm following up from our last podcast, but uh, so our, when we did the last podcast, our van was working and we were like just badass and just living the dream. And then literally two days later, our van was oh yeah, yeah shot yeah. transmission fluid out of it on the side of the road. Luckily, just somehow it broke at least at a Love's gas station. So we were there and we we're able to get a ride and we had to ride in the back of a U-Haul uh, <laughs> to Denver. Then we rented a van and then... Uh, we got to Idaho and we had to, our, our bus is broken down too. So we got a new bus, but we got to figure out how to pay for it or if we can or whatever. So I don't know what we're going <laughs> to do about that. We've gotten in trouble but, by talking on this podcast about our transportation too yeah. much. So I feel like it's a jinx and I'm not superstitious <laughs> as, as, as you are, but we did talk about the bus being our lifeblood and our, you know, how we survive. And then the next podcast, we talked about how it broke, but yeah. here we are in our van and we talked about how the mechanic said, you can't make it. We said, yes, we can. Yeah. And then that failed. And he was right. So now. Now we do have a new bus, which is which is great. We That's bought new it news. I didn't yeah. know that. Y'all like know it? It? So we bought. No, it's very cool. It's got a lot of work to do on it, but I think we know how to do the work this time. Yeah. But we got a good deal on it. We bought it from a Mennonite family in the middle of nowhere in Idaho. With uh, you know, uh, there was a Mennonite family with ten kids. Ten. And they were lived on like two hundred fifty really acres sad. in Idaho. Yeah. Just were farmers. Y'all should have offered. Hey, nice. we'll if you give us this bus, we'll convert. That would have been a good deal. Well, see, that's the, that's the thing that's interesting about them is I, I was thinking about this a little bit. I think it's interesting to, to talk about is they live way out in the middle of nowhere, and they were very sweet people. Like, I really like, like them and their family a lot. Yeah. Um, so they live way out, third generation in the same house, and you get the, and there's 10 kids. So you get the sense that they never leave that property. Like almost never do they leave that property. They're also extremely religiously devout. So I, 
he was sending me text messages and said about praise God that the bus made it to Seattle. Not because he thought it wouldn't, but but that's just the way he thinks. And he yeah. said he'd been praying. He sent me a text message yesterday and said he'd been praying that the bus would make it. And he was so happy. You know, great guy, devout. And they did try to convert us. They actually gave yeah. us tracks yeah. at, the, at, at their house. I the mean, lady, while we were trying to figure out the money, asked Dave, did he know where his eternal resting place would mm-hmm. be? She asked that. Yeah, yeah, she did. Right. So, wow. but I'm saying, what's interesting to me about that is they they are very devout religious people who care a lot and think about it. They don't ever hardly come in contact with other people. It's not like there's any restaurants around yeah. or they go to work or anywhere and they have ten kids. So how are you going to go around anyway? So if somebody comes to their house that is a stranger to look at their bus and they know we're in a rock band, they they must have felt like this unbelievable pressure. Like, whoa, this is an opportunity in front of us to convert. Like they would have probably been racked with guilt if they didn't try to convert us to the religion that we already are, uh, you know, yeah. which is a funny thing about it. It's the same when people come to your door or whatever. If you try, if, if somebody or a guy on the a street preacher asks you, if you're a Christian, you tell him yes, he won't believe you, you know, that, right. that kind of thing. <laughs> so D- Dave tried to tell him we're believers, but I don't think they believe, you know, if somebody's trying to convert you, they don't even believe that you, you can't even tell them I'm with you. That's they don't so even funny. I don't even do that. You. Like I, I, when people are witnessing to me and I, I'd say it happens at least once or twice a year, I'm in the Bible belt, but when someone's witnessing to me, I just kind of let it go. I'm like, oh, thanks. Like yeah, I don't tell that's them that's all a you pastor, can do. Cause I don't know. It just kind of comes across a little awkward. I mean, they do believe it, though. Like, that's why they had to do it. Like, they would have felt guilty to themselves and to God, I think, oh, if, they wouldn't, if they wouldn't have thought, hey, you know, because, I mean, what we do, we're in a rock band, and we have tattoos, and we're out there. Yeah. So everything that we look like is probably against what they sure. think would be a Christian, you mm-hmm. know, for sure. And I think you're right. I think most people proselytizing, that because if everybody's a Christian, then they feel unfulfilled. They'd mm-hmm. rather you go, yeah, I'm not a Christian. Tell me more about it. That's right. They would that, love yes. to hear that. Yeah. They want that's not your better Christians. move is to say to act like you've not heard it before would make them very happy and excited right. and act like oh that's kind of interested you know yeah. I'm gonna do some real thinking about this oh gosh and then just leave and then they'd go yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's the best thing you can do for them to stay encouraged I mean here, so if you want here's here's what's super crazy th- uh, thought for me that I just can't reconcile and I just don't believe anymore but any religious any religion that has a God that would put the eternal destinies of people in other people's hands. Like, think about that. You're creating this, like, humanity, and you're like, it's up to them to to get each other in a place where they'll be okay Mm -hmm. throughout all eternity. Like, I actually read an article when I was doing my seminary stuff, and this guy actually said... People are going to hell every second, and he gave the calculation of what that means and how many people go every right. year, and you guys are watching TV. Like, you right. need to be on airplanes right. right now going to tribes because, I mean, so he basically even thinks you can not hear the gospel, die, and go to hell, and tough. I just, yeah, that just is crazy. And like me. we were talking about last week, I mean, that, that those people genuinely, truly, and authentically believe that. Yeah. yeah. And they act out of that. So they, they seem, so, and this is what's really freaking me out, honestly, is they seem like extremists in a way. And if you if you put them in some other religion, let's say Islam or Muslim, then they are extremists. Like if they're yeah. acting out of those convictions, 
Yeah. And so it's it's really crazy. And it also puts this thought in your head like, wait a second, these other people believe the Bible more than me then, I guess. So they really believe it and I kind of yeah. believe you know, like what does that mean? And right. like the people that seem to believe the thing that I'm saying I believe the most, that is that but makes the thing, sense. The thing that does bother me though is the things that they believe the strong most strong are just the, the other sins that people do. That mm-hmm. that's the thing. That <laughs> well, but mo- but the motivated most, by what Joey just said, is. Is that pe- those people are going but, to you know, know right uh, now. After we talked last week and you were talking about you and I you and I kind of mm-hmm. Agreed, Joey. I think you might have disagreed a little bit, but just about hell and how people don't totally believe that. I really want to. Those thought, people do. I thought yes, yeah. they do. Except for I want to do an art piece, uh, an art show or whatever. And I, I thought about this. I thought here's what I want to do for one week. What type of person do you think is going to hell? Say, say a child molester, right? Mm-hmm. A child molester. A lot of people think that gay people are going to hell, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that uh, Hitler's going to hell, right? I want to film. Uh, it's fake or whatever, but I want to show you a person like a child molester, and then you just set them on fire, and they're having worms eat them for 24 hours a day for one week, and you can just hop on YouTube and watch it, and I guarantee you'll go, that can't be right. Mm-hmm. If you saw somebody burning and in torment for one week, I don't care what they did, your your brain would say, nah, that's too much. That's enough. I, I really actually believe that. I don't think anybody... Having to watch somebody go to hell. And there's some sick people, so maybe uh, obviously there are some people. But the the normal person, if you had, if you could hop on YouTube right now and just see someone in torment, you would not go. Yeah, they deserve it. They deserve that, <laughs> not just for a week. Well, forever. it would not I mean, make there, sense that it would be. I, if it is about justice, then it would never make sense that it's infinite because you can only commit a certain amount of of evil. injustice. Yeah, yeah. It, so it can't be an infinite amount of infinite torture right wouldn't actually be justice now would it yeah. no way i'm gonna do yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a guy and girl that slept together before marriage i'm gonna a, a gay person I, and you just you just put it on the youtube and it's just them in fire in torment like a webcam being, I mean, yeah. of traffic it's just a webcam of hell giraffe, you'll see just, you'll yeah. see you won't be able to watch a minute of it you'll go no that's too much there's reform would. there's reform literature that actually says we need to praise god because that show re- reflects his glory so there are people, but I agree with you that if they actually saw it, they they couldn't praise the I Lord. I mean, if I saw real torment, like some people have tried to show me videos of you know people's heads being chopped off or whatever it is, I can't, I won't watch it because it's just too much. I don't think anybody deserves it. All that stuff, like it just is too much. So I I really think that our our warped sense of hell is based on this justice thing that we have, and that those people are wrong and we're right more than the eternal punishment. You think side. even the people that are attracted to the fact that those other people have to pay, you think even they would relent if they had to? Yes, pay, if you I mean, yeah, because I mean, there's no matter a, what, if you think tattoos are bad and somebody's going to hell for tattoos, if you watch a tattooed person <laughs> in hell for one week, 24 hours a day, you can flip it on at any time yeah, and see yeah, torment. Yeah. In that one week, you go, nah. That just, this, yeah. that, I don't care. You go, yeah, but the Bible, no, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't wish that on anybody. You, uh, how about this? The baby that died at one year old? Yeah, no, there's a, there's a loophole there because the age of a kid. No, come on. I mean, this this like, is there's always loopholes when you want it to be. This right, is probably this, this is probably just how I'm wired up, like really emotional about this sort of thing. But uh, Pete Enns was on Pastor with No Answers, and he said that he thinks heaven is going to look more like Hitler on his knees crying out of regret and repentance as the Jewish nation at that time surrounds him and supports him. I mean that yeah, just sends I totally chills. Doesn't, man. That, doesn't that seem? Yeah, doesn't that seem more uh, beautiful and, and like what God created us for? Yeah, yes. it, it does. The hell thing 
Here's what I really dislike. I grew up. So you don't believe in hell cons- anymore. You don't believe in no, eternal no, consciousness torment. What, that's not what I'm saying. I'm working through it. Working but here's what it. I will say. I grew up with hell was just a tool to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. It wasn't even about hell. And that's it's just, where you oh, and you're I, bad. You and I always and disagree what, with what, this because it is scary. Like if if the no, no, only no. good thing about salvation is not to go to hell, sign me up. Like no, I, but that's what I'm saying. Why would why would in the same breath somebody go? God is the most loving, kind, gracious, forgiving God in the whole world. But if you don't do something about it, you're going to burn forever in a lake of just. fire with worms. He's also no, just, no, no, and he's no, very no, sad. You don't think that's just you, <laughs> Pastor Joey? Don't think of that's just. Of course I don't. But nobody I'm, does. I'm, his ways are not that's your my ways. Point. No, <laughs> nobody actually believes that's just. What they think is, yeah, fuck that guy over there. He's a bad guy. He was a sinner. He didn't believe the way I did. Yeah, yeah. and that's the thing that bothers me. Like it's just it's some tool to scare people. Hey. The only reason you should believe in God is so you don't go to hell. This fire—that's that's the reason you believe in God. I mean, so you don't go to fire. Yeah, as a kid, I mean, kid. That, that, that's not belief. That's just fear. God doesn't want that. It can't, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it it just does. And I know there's tons of people listening right now. They're mad and go, "Yes, it does." And I, I get it. And maybe you even have valid points. But I'm just saying to lead with fear of God as if that fear means literal, like petrified, scared for your life. I mean, I believe fully. If I met God right now, I would be fearful. I'd kneel. I'd be. I'd be overwhelmed. Well, so, and so but that doesn't mean Hitler like and a, yeah, that, a child molester. But that's too, not right? like an abusive father fear, where you're like scared to death to say the wrong thing because he's going to beat the hell out of you. Is that the God we serve? Yeah. That if you say the wrong thing, he's going to just beat the hell out of you forever <laughs> or put hell in you. I mean, that, that that just that tool that Christians use just really bothers me now because it made me as a ten year old. For weeks at a time, go, God, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I shouldn't have done that. I disobeyed my parents. They said, I, I remember one time they said, because my, my brother and I are boys. I can remember being 10 or 12 years old, and my parents said, don't do anything crazy in the house. As soon as they left, uh, we played kickball in the house. And we knocked over a lamp, of course, playing kickball inside the house. We thought it was really fun. And I lied about it. And then uh, I just had to pray over and over because I was so scared, not because I did something wrong, not because I disobeyed my parents, not for any real educational purposes. I was just scared to death I was going to hell. Yeah, That's it. I was scared to death that I would be burning very soon yeah. because God saw me play kickball <laughs> in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, just, that's, 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 not, that's good. not, that cannot be right for a child to have to entertain those sorts of thoughts. I remember my dad burning leaves in the backyard and like, I felt like it was revelation at the time. I was like, I cannot believe there are going to be people that are surrounded by this fire that is so hot I can't even get super close to it, and they're going to be in that forever. And it just made me sick. Like, it's just, yeah. Right. It's crazy. All right, well, I want to ask you guys a question uh, about something I've been processing once again on gender roles. But before we do that, I don't know. And that was our hell talk. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if people know this. People burning in fire with worms in their skin. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. I don't know if people realize that. Hey, Joey, before you move on, though, I I do want to say something. It was like that family was really sweet. Oh, yeah. They had 10 kids. They, like, one of them, they they had, like, it was just crazy how nice they were. Yeah. Caring and gentle and all this stuff. We get it. it, Many nights are nice, also. Cool. Yeah, but it's it's really funny thinking about, like, we're just trying to do a deal and trade off money and sell something and do a a deal here, but they, they have to throw in 
Yeah, you might burn forever. <laughs> By the way, oh yeah, you 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 missed twenty. You you still owe me twenty dollars, and you might be burning forever, <laughs> yeah. forever, forever. Never stop burning. Hope you enjoy your bus. Yeah. Good luck with that. So <laughs> and the best sales tactic. Well, the last thing I wanted to tie to that too is I also saw we get the, and they gave us tracks, and I also saw some tracks in the. Uh, truck stop too they had them out by the bathroom and i wanted to run this notion by you guys there was a track sitting there there's two or three different ones you open up their cartoons and they say this is how this works this is what jesus is like here's heaven is you know what i mean it's yeah. really inviting and it's not it doesn't seem seem that judgmental it's really a kind of a pleasant way that they try to open you up to it and tell you what the sinner's prayer is and we want you to do this and this is how you get there everybody's familiar with what those tracks are and i was thinking it if you want to compare fund, fundamentalists and that's fundamentalism i was thinking Two things. What would a Muslim track look like? Do they exist to convert people? Like are Christians the only ones with tracks? Right. Yeah. I mean, because it's, if it's a method, a then, then, then does Muslim tracks exist? Now, if you put, and then I would love to see if you put them in a truck stop next to the Christian t- tracks, how people would react, first, yeah. which would be unbelievable. Oh, you're like, right. They wouldn't last more than ten seconds without oh being gosh. destroyed would and it, boycotting of the. Would it have the pictures of you, of of you banging virgins? <laughs> Like, well, this that's what you? I was going to ask. I was just going to ask what I would think be. Their religion's a little more than that, Joey. I, think... <laughs> I mean, I might. Would... I don't know if I just. I well, don't know if a... you... <laughs> Sounds like you're diminishing it a little so, bit. So there's the Christian track. It talks about sin and this and that or whatever. Then you open the Muslim tracks and it, it says 72 virgin virgins has a picture of it and say, "Need I say more?" <laughs> <laughs> that's what Joey thinks. Of. That's, that's what I was asking. Like, what would be their message? Like, how would you convey that in there, and how would people react? To I mean, that? Think, think of this. Ask. Ask any guy, hey, uh, <laughs> Islam and Christianity can both be true. <laughs> you get to pick which kind of heaven that you want to be in. Who's not going <laughs> to? Oh, goodness. I well, tried to look up Muslim angle. tracks. I don't see any, though. They, they may they might be smarter than that. Now, you know what's really funny is that you mentioned that. Uh, I bet those tracks did so much better before smartphones. Because I can remember having to go to the bathroom, and I was like, I need something to read. Ooh, yeah. here's a little something I can read. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, the perspective just on being around traveling the country is just it's just something I don't know if this podcast helps people get a little of our perspective and I'm not saying it's the the best perspective in the world but it it's just incredible to the amount of people that we see from the liberal city influential people to the Mennonites and the farms and then the the, the blue collar dirty people and it just you know when I say dirty I mean like wild party people that are blue collar even in the south or going to you know Louisiana I, and the Iowa. yeah Iowa it's just crazy I mean that just the perspective of and I feel like I really understand all those people and I don't think they understand each other right it's the most bizarre feeling to go from that rural town to playing in Seattle last night and just like I think those people must hate each other, and they seem like they act like they do, but they're totally both really cool, like, right? It just really—that's what I'm saying. We meet so we meet people from every religion, non-religion, all the time. We meet people from the big cities, the small towns, whatever it might be, and they're all cool. That's that's the thing that just it it really is. When I see when I hear like atheists talk about like the division of religion, I, sometimes it is a weapon. Sometimes you know what yeah. I mean. Like like the, I, I guarantee you there is. A, so much more in common than people would really believe between Muslims and Southern Baptists. They, they probably have so much more in common, but they can't even get past themselves because they want that anger, that pushback, and it's or that just defense. So isolated, like the Mennonite people went that, that live on that far. Like again, that's not their fault. That's just their lifestyle. But they, there's no chance they could have ever hung around or met 
almost any other type of people, gay yeah. people, city people, li- smart liberal people, like they can't, they cannot have even encountered them other than maybe right. what they get out of the media. It's just pretty If scary. you travel and move, you will be more open-minded yes. and more grace-filled and loving. Yes. That is just true. The more people you can well, meet in this world that come from different backgrounds, I do think for the most part, you at least go, okay, I'm, I can't be... Wait a minute. What is it? You have to figure out people in relation to you. But there's one other thing that's interesting about that. From their point of view, we're cor- that they don't want that because they would see that as corruption. So, so right. for sure, if they were forced to come live next door to me and interact in this city, would they change? Yes or no? The answer is yes. yes. They would change because they would have my neighbors. They would meet these right. other people and go, "Oh, these people are not bad. These people right. are like me. I do like these people. Oh, they believe that. They believe this, but and I do like them. So they right. would be changed. Now, problem is they, from their point of view now, think, "Oh, yeah. Well, you and Dave and Devin and Joey, y'all been around and been in the world so much. Y'all been compromised. You yeah. see. Yeah. So it's not. You know, I know what you're saying, and I agree with you. If we moved to the city right. and did all that evil stuff too, we would be compromised, and then we'd be saying what you are." They're not dumb. They're not right. ignorant. They they know that, and that's why they avoid it. So it, it's not that they're just totally even wrong. Like they might even be right about why you should avoid it. Because then here we are saying I can be friends with Muslims and gay people too, and liberals. Yeah, and they're just like me. Yeah. Well, that's not what you're supposed to think. Right. Right. And I mean, so they don't thi- want to think that. To this to this yeah. day, when I say stuff anti inerrancy of the Bible, I seriously I cannot shake. Yeah. A rebellious feel. I just can't. Right. Like when it's coming out of my mouth, I yeah. feel like a rebel and I do not like cherish that. Like that's not something I get a kick out of, but I just can't help it. Yeah. And it's from experiences. Like, the, you know, it's from experiences that, matter of fact, they're going to change you. So the question is if you know it's going to soften your edges, your fundamentalist edges, it, is that okay? Yeah. I mean, does that mean, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I can help, and that is my style and my class. That's right. I, I actually have two movement watches, and the other day I did a wedding ceremony, and I took my casual uh, all-black watch that was made by movement and replaced it for a little more fancy brown uh, band with a blue face. Both of them awesome watches, but good for specific occasions and i'm telling you what these sorts of watches that are made for this sort of quality and are only 95 dollars it's pretty unbelievable because these sorts of watches they really cost 400 to to 500 bucks so i don't know if a lot of y'all know this or not but when toby and i toby and i started writing a blog and we thought huh let's make some extra money maybe we can eventually sell ads next thing you know matt joins us super early on, says we should start a podcast, and now here we are with hundreds of thousands of listeners. Very similar to Movement. This company started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylish watches but couldn't afford them, so they started their own watch company. And it's found their company is founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. So here we are, over a million watches sold later, and we are offering you a deal that you can't really pass up. So get 15% off today of your total order of movement watches. That's mvmt.com slash bcpod. That's 15% off with free shipping. Classic design, quality construction, style minimalism. Like I said, I'm wearing mine right now. Really like how it looks. MVMT watches make great gifts, whether you're celebrating a grad or your dad. Hint, hint. Mm-hmm. Movement is the perfect place to shop. Go to mvmt.com slash bcpod.
Join the movement. All right. Um, today's show is also brought to you by just an awesome service, and it's, it's SeatGeek. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way that i found to shop for tickets i can be anywhere like on this tour in the back of a <laughs> even when my vehicles break down seat geek doesn't break down i can even order tickets through seat geek in the back of a u-haul i mean it's just that good it's so amazing with just a few taps i can instantly find the seats that i want and i actually just use seat geek i'm a huge well i Let's see. A lot of people don't think I'm huge. I'm more of an NFL guy, but I like the Braves, Atlanta Braves, and so just use that to get some tickets for my family. We might do a little trip down to ATL. Um, but SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever, and that's 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 the, just the truth. It is so easy. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals, and to get the most bang for your buck. SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. That's what I love the most about it. You can just figure out what can I afford. Oh, man, this seat's really good. And it's that price. Oh, that's so cool. Plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. Best of all, our listeners get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Let me say that again. Our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code BADCHRISTIAN today. That's promo code BADCHRISTIAN for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Hey, guys. Very, very good. Uh, are, are you going in the audio feed right now? Nope. All right. Well, j- speaking of tracks, listen to this. I saw this on Facebook. A uh, mutual friend of me and Toby, Sean Liebernight, he said, a woman at the bank in line with my wife asked her, have you had your vitamins today? My wife said, not today. And the lady promptly said, well, let me give you a vitamin, then handed her this. It's a track that says, vitamins for troubled hearts. And it has a bunch of <laughs> oh Bible quotes on it. Like, <laughs> who does that, man? But you know what? I did that kind of stuff. Maybe not in track form, but that's how I did stuff in high school. I was like, well, I said it now. I, I don't have guilt. Their blood's not on my hands anymore. It's crazy stuff. Isn't that a weird thought, though? I mean, like, you get to feel relief that they're going to hell, not ba- not because of you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're still going to hell, but not, not because of me. me. Yeah. Right. Oop, uh, sweep my hands away. So, yo, I'm out of here. See ya in hell. <laughs> hey, let me ask y'all something. Like, I... All right, so... I can't handle this culturally, but let me just start with asking you... Do you think it would be better off as far as how my kids are cultured, how they view pornography, how they view nudity, Your kids view pornography? And all that stuff? Yeah. Now, how much por- pornography is going on in your no, house? The perception of oh, 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 good lord! Like if if we were a lot more open with our nakedness. So I've been <laughs> seriously, I've been thinking through. Here we go. I've been thinking through so much gender stuff because I've been challenged in my belief system so much. It just occurred to me how I handle this in my house. Now, I don't think that we have a shame culture, but my oldest daughter is super sick right now. And so she was sleeping in our room. She woke up crying. Uh, She had such a bad sore throat, strep throat and all that. And I, Priscilla said, well, let me take your sweatshirt off. And she said, do you want me to take your pants off as well? I think you'll feel a lot better. Well, Rosa is a daddy's girl. We are super tight. I mean, just 
great relationship. I noticed, and this doesn't make me feel bad at all, I noticed that as Priscilla was taking her pants off, she looked over to make sure I wasn't looking. So she is extremely modest. And I have, I've, I've thought about the sorts of things that I've told my kids. Like I've definitely yelled at my boys for walking in on uh, their big sisters without knocking. I was like, they're changing clothes. You can't, you can't just walk in on them. And then <laughs> I don't say the same sort of stuff if the girls were walking. In fact, my boys, they'll walk around totally naked and I get mad at them. I'm just like, you're penises are just you're just walking around with your penises and your big sisters can see so it's like it's all geared towards respect your older sisters respect them because they're women and Mm -hmm. that's got to be pretty culturally i don't know if it's southern or or what but there's definitely something wrong there in my opinion so anyway what i was thinking about today is you know in france when people basically have wine during supper. Kids can partake in that. If I'm not mistaken, they don't have a huge alcohol problem. So here we are in America, super sexually charged culture. I mean, boys are having... Repressed culture. You you know, boys and girls in high school, they have a hard time with sexual addictions, pornography, and all that. Could we eliminate some of this sexual stuff and struggles and addictions and all that by being more open with our own nakedness. So I don't think that we can flip a switch by any means. I couldn't handle it culturally. I mean, there's no way I'm going to come to my kid and say, hey, by the way, we're all going to be okay with our nakedness. That's not what I'm suggesting. No. suggesting Tuesday, but, naked supper. Right. Yeah. But what if we would have started off that way? So basically, there never was a time when... Rosa wasn't naked around me. There never was a time where I started to make sure she couldn't see me because she's old enough for that to register. I mean, just for discussion's sake, could that possibly be a good thing? I mean, don't they, aren't there cultures that you see on National Geographic where nakedness just is not a big deal at all? There's got to be benefits uh-huh, of, of that. Course. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I guess I would lean more towards yes. That's probably is more beneficial. We uh, the the problem with nakedness is we add the sexual context with it. Yeah, like that. Oh, that that means oh that's your privates and that's where you ha- you use those to have sex and those need to be hidden and stuff like that. I, that happens. Like even with our house, like Ike's our only son and he's the only one with the penis and and sometimes the other girls will stick their butt out or whatever and he just takes it to the next level and pulls out his wiener <laughs> and is just playing or whatever and just goes Ike that is not a good idea and I know what she's saying and I do this as well too. We're like hey, Ike, you got to be careful don't do it but then I, in my mind i'm like well he's just playing he's not he's not thinking i'm doing something sexual here i'm just being funny with a part of my body i could do that with my fin- he thinks most likely the same as with his kneecap as he does his penis or whatever if he can make a joke out of it and so i that i really do believe adults put the sexuality there with it in a sense of that's what they do and i do think it would be better like if rosa was like yeah i'm, I'm okay being naked around my dad because that's it's safe it's not unsafe right What's the what's the nakedness thing? Because somebody else might could inter- be introduced into the situation where it could could be unsafe. So I think we need to address that. I mean, but, but is is there being naked around your dad? If your dad's a good guy like you, you're not thinking of your daughter in a bad way. It's your daughter. Is so there a cutoff not... though? Is there a cutoff like okay. when when she moves back from when, college? The cutoff would be when she goes, "Hey, you know what? I don't think I want to do this anymore." Yeah. Okay. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff here, but while we continue to talk about this, I'm going to find, see if we can find and pull up our old episode where, where Joey told us he showed his da- penis Virgil to his dad. Penis. <laughs> no, you got that. That. 
So that seems like it'll play here. So I'm going to try and find that in the next few minutes. But yeah, I mean, you, you're totally fine with nudity. You showed it yeah. to your dad when hey, you were 20 something years old. It was desperation. I want to show that to the audience because I know we have a lot of new listeners that haven't heard that, but I want to go back to that because it was so pure. But there's a bunch of stuff tangled up in there. But I'm going to start here by saying that. I think the seeds of that sex over-sexualized or repression are probably uh, sown way before in a kid uh, just about the energy that you put around it. So they'll understand shame and your nervousness right. long before. Those are things they do understand. Yeah, They understand shame and nervousness and an- anxiety and contempt and that they they understand those things a lot and then they associate them with their penis or stuff like that but if you just like if your kid falls down and you act like they're hurt they know what you know they don't understand yeah. the physiology of what a cut or a bruise is yeah. they have yeah. no clue about that they know it hurts a little bit something but they know that my dad is worried and then they're going to freak out so or a kid, fart my kids never cared about farts yeah. until everybody goes oh and then they think yeah. farts are bad so you've sown this if you if you are overreactive and putting energy around privates in any way like or you know anything you do to charge it up is going to is going to be part of their fundamental yeah. sexuality later and that's the really weird thing that makes everybody super uncomfortable is your sexuality is i mean almost all of your you only have one life and you you have this family and that's all like 99.9 percent of all you learn as a kid comes from just observation of your family it doesn't come from instruction or certain things it becomes it's from the behavior yeah. you know and so you know like just think about all the stuff in in sexuality that makes everybody so uncomfortable like call me daddy or right. what you know just all there's just so many things that are in there and i can only imagine the best way to handle anything is to l- just try to put as little of energy and importance on it as possible so the more comfortable you would be like by making your kids make sure they never see your penis i don't think that necessarily helps yeah i I mean or going the opposite way and and making sure they always see it it seems like it would would charge it up i mean of course that seems goofy right but i I, i'm pretty sure just having no energy around it whatsoever and just simply talking about it in the same way that you talk about any other manners like yeah we don't say this word at church we don't do this at school we don't we wear pants when we're here but it ain't no big deal it's just the manners and the rules not evil and wrong and gen you know and the worst part is we do it mainly to is is way worse for girls we 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 make girls feel like their bodies are objects of sin i mean that's the the, if we overdo the protective part of nudity we teach largely that that women's bodies are factories of sin and cause sin and maybe even are sinful in themselves for what they are that's can't be good. We know that's not good. Yeah. Because because not only do they feel that way, but you know men feel that way about them too. Like they're, you know, it's just totally. I mean, here you know, sexualizing here, stuff that doesn't have to be. Yeah. Here's what makes this conversation interesting too is if I would have. All right. So God forbid. I I don't even like this thought. But if I were to grow grown up in a household where my mom never covered up herself. She's the complete opposite extreme. But let's just say I grew up and mom would just come out of the shower sometimes and say, hey, boys, don't forget to clean up your room. It's like mom's naked. And we never we never right. didn't live in that sort of culture. And then, hey, my, my aunt comes over and, you know, she changes right in front of us because she's going to go swimming or just... And that was what I've always grown up with. Would I be as turned on by the naked body? Like right now, I have to literally have like 
um, willpower not to look at stuff on the internet because it is sexually arousing mm-hmm. and I desire that. But if I would have always grown up with, with nudity of the female body, so for me personally yeah. being heterosexual, if I would have always grown up being around naked women... Would I care mm-hmm. about the naked body now? I, I I mean, look at look look at the like. Uh, oftentimes, if you watch National Geographic, or there's tribes where the women don't wear tops, where it's just it's different. Now I pause I it all though. It, I pause uh, those and just freeze frame it. And yeah, screenshot you, it. you just put your finger over the boobs. <laughs> but but what I I think yeah, it would be less. It would just be a, a normal thing. It, it, in fact. We, we have made sex either so sacred or so vile or so hidden that it only causes problems. It's almost all problems we have from sex. It's either too much, too little, everything about it. It's, it's very hard to find normalcy in sex because there's so much that goes it's in it and around it and everything about it. It's just really crazy. Like I can remember walking into a room, uh, my mom's room, and she had her top off and I saw her boobs. Yeah. And I went, I did something wrong. Yeah. And she didn't make me feel bad. She didn't shame me or anything. She said, I'm changing or whatever. But in my brain, I went, I don't. I know that that's oh, supposed yeah. to be covered. And I, I don't know what I. Sh- maybe I did something really bad. I'm sorry, mom. You know. And she was, like I said, very graceful. It was just an accident or whatever. But to me, I went, uh. But if if it had always been that way, I wouldn't have thought about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have even thought anything. But because it said there's something sacred about it or uh, vile or just between these two people and everything else is really bad, that made me feel like I'm a sinner. I'm a terrible bad person. Yeah. Because I mm-hmm. saw. A body. Yeah. Well, it's interesting a too because part. whatever whatever we're supposed to get out of the Genesis account, it it does seem like I, I'm not sure if we can escape this completely just because the naked body, because of the fall, does yeah. produce shame. So it's it's interesting. I don't know. I I always you know I don't I I don't care if if my if if our daughters feel comfortable, whatever, like I still I give my daughters showers. Now the oldest is seven. I give my boy a shower, so you know, t- put them in the bath. So I see them naked. Yeah, but I don't want. I, that's the thing. I don't want to instill in them that that's not that it should be okay. Now at the same time, I have to be aware. I don't want them showing their body parts to. Uh, strangers or other people or whatever in this world you do have to have protection for your family and and kids especially but i i do not want to tr- i'm trying as hard as i can not to uh put my adult brain towards these issues right i, I want them to understand what it actually is and let them decide for themselves so are you yeah, I mean, are, that's the main thing to be doing is empowering them to make the decisions about if they want somebody to see it or not or if it's okay or not you want them to just have autonomy and authority over their body is right. the main thing you want to instill yeah in kid, but you, sure. you, you, i agree with that but there's also a time and place for for guidance so if if it was something that we needed to teach our kids hey you you don't just you're not naked around the opposite sex. And I don't know if that is something that we should be teaching them, but the, the possibility is there that, yeah, you should instill that into them. It doesn't have to come along with shame, does it? Well, well the interesting thing is that's clothes that's- make your body more sexual. If everybody was naked, it's not like the clothes keep you from having premarital sex. None the, the clothing and the hiddenness doesn't stop anything. We all know that. Right. I mean, everybody has sex. So if you had less clothing, it wouldn't spike in sexual activity, I don't even think. I don't even think the clothing and the hiddenness matter. In fact, the hiddenness, I think, actually adds to sexuality, perversion, yeah. uh, you know, adding to the body. I, 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 that's the thing. that It doesn't matter. And like you said, I'll be really honest right here. I, I, 
you are setting your daughters up to think their sexuality is different than the boys. Your daughter's here. When when I was naked, dad said, go hide, do this. When your son goes, why are you doing that? Ha ha, it's funny, your wiener's out. You know what I mean? There's a different con- context there where they're picking up on it. They're smart mm-hmm. enough to pick up on it. And so not that's not you doing a bad job. You care about your daughters yeah. and you're trying to do right by them. That's not what I'm saying. And they know they love your dad. They All those good stuff. I'm not saying that. I, I do the same thing. But we are instilling in our kids, wait a minute, there's a difference between a girl being naked and a guy being naked. When a guy does it, it's more comical. Yeah. It's lighthearted. He's being goofy. When the girl does it, uh, something bad's going to happen to you mm-hmm. or you're doing bad. It, it's Even if we don't say those words, well, it's implied there. That's sad. That's really sad because I want my daughters to be comfortable with their bodies. I just want to. Yeah. I want them to be super comfortable and confident in their bodies. Okay, so there's an issue going right now. There's in Virginia or Maryland. I think it's Virginia. There's a beach in Virginia right now where there's a lot of people who are going topless there. They do it in South Beach and yeah. Miami and, of course, in Europe and stuff. So there's a, the big thing that people talk about is that it's that it's not right that men can be topless and women can't. Yeah. And so at first you go, you know, if you oh come on that's stupid, men don't have boobs and women do. Right. So there's that of course that you you feel that at first, but then you think about it and you say, but that's only because we've made it that way. Yeah. That's and, only and, so, and some we, men do have boobs like Joey. Right. <laughs> that's right. But so that what they so there's a big problem now because there people are women are being bold enough to say, you know what, I want to sunbathe topless. I'm going to do that. This isn't bad. I'm not ashamed and so that seems to some people to be very obnoxious but they're just being brave enough to try to change the the repressive kind of culture maybe that we have and so on this particular beach in virginia they've asked they've said to to it's it's turned into it's going to turn into a fight you'll probably hear about it more in the future because there's a big push and pull between the people that want to be family friendly and then and they're trying to decide if they're going to ask people and how to approach the people and ask them to cover up or not or don't make them or arrest them because even the law really basically doesn't the the law doesn't and even in Supreme Courts and in high courts, they say it can't discriminate because of gender. So then yeah. they say genitals is indecent, and that would go both ways. Yeah. But this, but boobs aren't genitals, right? I mean, they're not, and it's not. I mean, it's a, it's interpretive whether or not that's indecent or not. Yeah. And most people think, and it seems like going forward in the future, it's not gonna be. Yeah. So yeah. so you have to think about your your girls growing up in, in a time when certainly they could in fifteen years from now sunbathe with their tops off. So you might want to think about that, like, or or they're going to be too uptight and not that. I mean, that's 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 kind yeah. of the that's an adult expression. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. So I mean, do you? And then if so, could you take your family to that beach? Could you take them now? And if not, why not? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm asking you. Could you? Would you avoid that beach with your family next week? As of right now, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I probably would. so then you you know at some point you're either you're you're fine you're either going to contribute to that culture or Joy just avoid it or embrace it you know. <laughs> but so but why would you why would you avoid that why would you not want to see forty five year old women who uh, are clearly doing nothing sexual whatsoever uh, have nipples Be, because it because of the culture shock I, I would I, mm-hmm. I'm setting my kids up to be like oh my gosh what is going on and it's just too confusing now. If I would have done is it, a confusing better... to a four year old. Why is that confusing to a four year old right now? Maybe not, but I don't have any four. I mean, it's only confusing if you coach him into being confused by it, and then when he turns fourteen, yeah, but that's what he's really that's what I'm out. saying. So perhaps How I old's Waylon five. Yeah, well, he, well you're yeah. you're actually right. He is four. He's turning five in okay. August. Oh my but, god, you forgot your son's age. But, oh shit. But potentially, I have done a poor job when it comes to 
preparing them for something like that. But I definitely would not put them in that scenario because let's face the facts. William and Waylon, they do not see their mom without a shirt on. They don't. They do not mm-hmm. see that anymore. Neither does their dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good right there. Hey, how about how about this though? If anything <laughs> makes body image like a tool that is just evil and bad, like the, the uh, uh, body shaming and stuff like that, it is clothing. How about this? When you actually see somebody naked, it's almost always a really in shape body that's been airbrushed and looked a certain way or whatever. Yep, if true. everybody was naked, you would see what real bodies look yep. like. You see all different sizes, some flabs, no flabs, Most, uh, mostly flabs, uh, uh, wieners of all yep. sizes, boobs of all sizes, vaginas, hair of all, uh, every, all uh, everywhere, nowhere. You would see what real bodies look like. Instead, all the bodies we see are usually th- without their clothes are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Porno, porno is usually, I mean, uh, you know what I mean? Or, uh, or it's, uh, models uh, or workout people. Everything that you see revolving nudity is always not achievable almost. It's a very small minority of people that get there that work their tail off and get just killer amazing bodies. But, I, but it's just crazy. Instead, we hide everything and it becomes body shaming because we are so careful that, wait a minute, what if somebody sees you nude? That means what? Right. That you're open for business with your penis and vagina? It doesn't mean well, that. Well, see, it's the same thing on all these freaking culture things that have always happened, and Christians have always been pretty bad about it. It was dancing is bad. Tattoos are bad. Rock yeah. music is bad until it's not, until it's fine, and then everybody's fucking fine with it. That's, That's right. all we ever do. So this is probably the same way. I'm not advocating turn porn on for your kids. That's uh, That has nothing to do with what anybody's talking about. And so that, the fear of that will make you go, well, we, they can't even see their mom. I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not criticizing you yeah. or anything. I, I don't even know. But it, I, I mean, isn't lust just a, a thing that's your imagination because you can't see the boob right. or the butt or the it. penis? I mean, isn't that, isn't that, isn't yeah, that, that's, I mean, that's my got, original that's, point. If you saw boobs your whole life, I don't right. know if that would be a struggle. It would. Yeah. I no. mean, and it's the same with the kids. It could be, but but it wouldn't be anymore. I don't think if every if all clothes were eradicated from the earth right now, sexual activity wouldn't increase in an instant and be unreal. <laughs> it'd be, it, no. it probably would go down. I think I might uh, be wrong, but in it, time it, at least. But there'd be some weird. Th- like, okay, if you walked around Saudi Arabia wearing uh, just a tube top, I mean, you're probably going to receive sexual violence, right? Okay, so. How does that work it out? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right. that, that that there they really are careful right. with what they see and who right. sees what. And you're probably in big trouble if you walk around there looking like a regular American woman. Yeah. I mean you're you, because of the amount of repression yeah. they have and shaming and, and those kinds of things. So you have a little bit of a question to ask yourself if you're raising kids these days. Are you gonna train them closer to that or less that way so that they can actually handle shit? I don't know. And I think it's the same as the lang- like for I don't know. I hadn't thought about much. I hadn't even really thought about this at all to, to be honest but I think about it with regards to all the other stuff at first it's only the people that are brave enough to have the tattoos or drink the alcohol or play rock and mu- music and say I'm okay with this at first those are going to look like fringe people or bad people until there's enough of them and then it's completely normal to everybody yep. and it's the same with the, the like I, that's why I don't police language at our house I mean I, I try to speak I say cuss words in front of Georgia if she says bad words the worst thing that can happen that everybody always tells me is what if she says a bad word at school I don't care you know all the other kids parents at school say cuss words too and they're all fi- they're all saying the same thing you know it's crazy, everybody's Matt? parents cuss and they all say but what if my kid cusses at school and then and then what yeah all we got to do is let it go and it'll be fine. Like, like check this out. Like I, I am actually, and this, this doesn't bother me, but I am actually 
up against culture and what they say about cuss words because I have always taught my kids, look, it's all about respect. There's no evil right. in, in words, but I am actually... Like, I was asked by my daughter not to play certain music when her friend gets in the car because mm-hmm. her mom doesn't like those words and she would have just been super uncomfortable. And um, there has been a situation where she's just like, Dad, that's a bad word. <laughs> it, so it's like, I did not that's teach funny. her that. I did yeah. not teach her right. that. So it's, it's that's interesting. Right. So that, that's the hard thing because we are in culture. So you don't, everybody doesn't have to be some brave pro- prophet or bold. Uh, activist or something like that. Like I, I don't. T- I tell Georgia Santa Claus it in real all the time. Yeah. I say there's no ain't no Santa Claus. I got you those presents. I tell her, and she came she, and she comes home telling me no Santa is real and he does this. <laughs> I said no he's not. <laughs> you know. So, so there's some external. I kind of go along with it. Oh, I even I even took a picture of the Easter bunny this year and showed it to Ruby because she liked it so much. But she's but it, it was she's adorable that from the culture it, of bringing it in. That's it was kind okay, of adorable, so, Joey. I was I was uh, at. Matt's house this morning before we came over. I'm in Seattle for those that are not watching. And it was pretty adorable. Matt was like kind of having a moment with Georgia. And he was like, Georgia, what is two plus three? And she said, motherfucking five. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, oh, man, father, daughter. (laughs) It's just beautiful to me. It's just beautiful. So... Anyway, speaking of touring, can we talk a little bit about this, the next shows we're doing yeah, here? Yeah, we can, but we got this clip of Joey. I got oh, this clip dude. of Joey well, talking okay, to his Okay, I set, it, set that up to tantalize you. Yeah, let's get back to Joey's penis. Toby and I did not know this was even a story or, right. or anything when it came up on the podcast at all. And so this is just Pastor Joey just telling parts of his, his testimony. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just... Hey, I've got one life to live. What am I doing with my life? So I'm going to say something. <laughs> when I was engaged, I was so petrified about my wiener um, oh my that I Lord. actually had a. <laughs> oh my god! I actually had a talk with my dad, and I was explaining to him oh my god. why. Oh my uh, Jesus in heaven! I do not know what's about to come out your mouth. <laughs> no, I don't know. This you had either. a wiener talk with your dad. <laughs> Pre-marriage. So, quit interrupting and, so, and I'm in- interested here. <laughs> I mean, nobody knows this. I, I, oh, my I think God. Knows this. <laughs> my Lord. Just you and your dad. Hey, anything for podcast ratings, anything for our podcast to All keep right. growing. This is what I, bas- I was basically sitting with him. It was just us two, and I was telling him, Dad, I'm really stressed. I think maybe my wiener never became an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I basically, I just pulled down my underwear and my pants, and I just showed him. No, I said, I'm like, no, you did not. This isn't true. <laughs> you did not do that. You did not pull down your pants. You did not do that. And I just, You're making this up. I, I was desperate. The no. next person that was going to see it was no. my wife. And what if this it was can't like be true? This ever? is like one of those it, internet things where you find out it's a false. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Well, any anyway, I just said, "Am I okay?" And he, and he just kind of shook his head and he said, "Yes." <laughs> and he had a look on his face like, "Please put that back." <laughs> like you're fine. No, you're <laughs> Is this true? Yes. You can ask him. We'll get him on the podcast. You literally were sitting there with your dad and you're like, "I got to know if my if my wiener's normal because you thought your dad had a big wiener." Or a normal wiener, but you thought was big. This isn't true. It is. Oh. Put yourself in my shoes. I, okay, listen. 
Listen, I'm not trying. But to I mean, what person doesn't realize that an adult no, has a bigger piece than a technically, a Joey? We, we have been in your shoes. We both have dads with wieners, and we both have wieners, and we both <laughs> have been engaged, have wieners, okay. and we've no. been engaged. So we've I've been no. in your shoes. No, here's here's why you weren't in my shoes. Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Um, <laughs> thank you, Pastor Joey. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> no, listen, listen. You only I, live once. I, at the risk, at the risk of sounding self righteous. I did not have a whole lot of frivolous sexual activity. I didn't have uh, All right. my thing in anyone's mouth or anything like that. Oh my so Lord. I didn't have a whole lot of What is of that? You didn't have to go there. Well, I guess some... I can say I'm, I'm not in your shoes there. <laughs> right. So I didn't Man, have a whole lot. This has turned terrible. I, I didn't have a whole lot of experience with with people seeing it at an adult <laughs> age and so the, the and there was what? there was one situation where i i did but i know that she didn't have any experience or anything either so i had i was clueless as to whether or not i was okay but well, so, you, so you asked you, yeah. what what were you hoping what like? was i supposed to do what was i supposed to Just do be, so it the doesn't next per- i guess the it was next not much internet was be priscilla so. So what? your dad verified that you you were in fact going to be okay. Yes, and that was like a huge weight off my shoulders. I was like, okay, well, I mean, because it was either it was either he. Sorry, I appreciate this, but I actually really do appreciate. This. I am. It was either yeah. It was either him. It was either him saying, "Hey, you know what? You're actually fine," or him being like, "Oh my oh, shit, gosh. we're all in trouble here." Oh Joey. my gosh. <laughs> And because I didn't get the ladder, oh I was just gosh. super jazzed. You there was I was a, like, man, I'm ready to go. Then. You thought there was a chance that he yeah. was going to be just amazed at how small you were. Yes. <laughs> like, you thought there was a chance that, hey, you're my son. Oh your your wiener is going to be fine. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. You're no, it's cool. No, no, it's cool, dude. No, yeah, yes. It, yep. Nope. You should. No, no, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that, that yeah, that's great. You're, trust me, you're going to be fine. Hey, well, your uh, your wiener made four kids, dude. It's yeah. totally fine. I'm just I, okay. First of all, no pastor in the history of the world has been. This is the actual definition of transparency. Yeah, you're, bra- you're yeah, you're breaking some boundaries here. My you deserve credit. And, and two, <laughs> how in the world have you never seen? I mean, you didn't see your brother's wiener, or in the bathroom, or take a shower, or, or didn't you have college I mean, roommates? I've seen your wiener; it's one hundred percent normal. Me. Like, I knew you then. You could ask me about wieners. You said, I know. That's dad. Yeah. I, I knew you. We were best friends. I've told you, you so. You came to me and said, hey, here's my, why didn't you pull down your pants in front of me? I feel robbed. <laughs> I would have loved to have told you you had a great wiener. I've talked to so many people. I would have loved to have been able to have that opportunity. I've talked to so many people oh, wait, about hey. wieners, but never with my dad. That's, you know what I mean? How, hey, so here, here, hey, hey, here's a good point, though. This show's. Because I was definitely very depressed, so I was thinking very obsessively. I was thinking irrationally. Come, like what you just said, Toby, we actually, like when we went on that first little tour with uh, Seth and Devin and Robert and Austin and all those guys, yeah. we actually did joke around and, and whip our things out and all that stuff. So it's not like I didn't see you guys, but I was still, maybe I thought to myself, well, I didn't really get a good look. I didn't really stare or something, but I was just convinced that 
I needed someone to validate. Like I needed yeah, but, someone okay, to but, be like, you're okay. Because even even uh, like wow. I was so messed up mentally and irrationally that I even got a physical. But I not almost, was I felt like not was. I, <laughs> Sorry, I, I felt like the doctor kind of patted me on the leg, almost not. like, yeah, oh crap! Like, I can't believe you know, you, I, like I can't believe you did it still to this day, <laughs> and I can't believe you told us it on the podcast. Oh goodness, You're, good times. He might have the most famous pastor wiener yeah. in the history of the yeah, world. Probably so. I guess uh, no, maybe like uh, Jimmy Swaggart or something. His wiener's pretty popular <laughs> just because he used it for ill will. Like you didn't, you haven't even used your penis for ill will, and it's famous. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. I think later on in the conversation, Toby says, "I just imagine Joey's dad the next day at work, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> you aren't gonna believe the shit that my son pulled last <laughs> night." <laughs> Virgil just at work going, "Hey, you know." Just trying to sit there and watch the damn game, and all of a sudden my son's cocks in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh gracious goodness! <laughs> that really did make me laugh, though. The, the thought of virtual trying to play it cool, like, "Hey, son, yeah, just pull out the wiener." Oh my god! Uh, uh, it's going to be okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that was really good. That, that so good overall, we conclude though that it might be better to. Take de-escalate the amount of importance we put on stuff like yeah. that, right? Yes. Maybe maybe we need to tone it down a the, the you know tone it down a little bit the importance <laughs> we put on genitals and their how bad and good they are. <laughs> All right, Alyssa, I wanted to, I mentioned this before, but Audio Feed Festival is coming up, and we us three are going to be there. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a uh, uh, Bad Christian podcast live there. Uh, it was really fun last year, and it was a great turnout. So. Get your tickets and come out because it's going to be even more fun this year. And Matt and Toby's going to be playing a set as well. Uh, It's a ton of really good bands, actually. I mean, this is a really good lineup. I'm kind of excited to see them. Yeah, Yeah, I do. Well, there's a bad Christian podcast. uh, Is you know special guest. We actually got a really good spot on the stage on Friday night there. Nice. Um, The bigger musical acts that are headlining stuff are John Mark McMillan and David Bazan. Those, that's, that's, those are so the headliners cool. on one night. And then Lowercase Noises is going to be there. They're playing after Matt and Toby, I think. So we're opening for Lowercase Noises and glad yes. to do it. That's going to be good. And I think we are going to have Dave and Devin with us because we're doing some acoustic shows at the same time. Some Emory so acoustic shows. So you'll get shows. to see Matt and Toby kind of like a full band there that I think will be good. But also the uh, Matt and Toby acoustic shows are going to be super good. We're doing Indy in Detroit and Chicago. Is that right? Yep. And that is at the end of June. All this is at the end of June. You can go to emorymusic.com for the acoustic shows. But most importantly, we want everybody to come to Audio Feed. We had a big group of BC Club people there last year, and it was a lot of fun. Audio Feed is June 30th through July 2nd. You can get early access on June 29th. It's in Urbana, Illinois. So you can fly in Chicago, come to it, drive up there. It will make a good trip, and it'll be a lot of fun. Now, we're asking you to go to badchristianday.com. After you look at the lineup, go to badchristianday.com and then buy your ticket there so that yep. they know that we sent you and we've done our due diligence in trying to promote the festival. Uh, it was a, tr- it's a it really is a good festival. They do things a lot different and they're they're willing. They're one of the only types of 
Christian festivals out there that would be willing to have something like the Bad Christian Podcast right. come there and let us talk on mic for an hour and say whatever we're going to say, which I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be wild. Yeah. It'll be edgy. They did not and censor we- <laughs> us last year. I thought it was really cool. They did not yeah. censor us. I thought it was pretty amazing. And they even said our event last year was like the highlight to them. They wanted to bring us back and uh, give us an even better spot this year and said that it was, you know, we had a full tent and everybody really liked it, despite what we say so i think that's a really important phase and just like we were talking about earlier you have to be the first people willing to go first and you you catch a little flack for stuff and you seem like you're trying to be edgy or obnoxious which is really it's just a way to try to control people to say that kind of thing um because it's just not really true it's just audio feed is like the first christians that were willing to go out and go dancing (laughs) or the first christians that were willing to have tattoos and let people know they're the first you know, one of the first Christian festivals that's fine with having David Bazan, who isn't a Christian at all, and in fact has a lot of anti-Christian type of messages yeah. at their festival, and let us be there, and John Mark McMillan, right. who's a, a worship artist right after that. Kudos to Audio Feed. So we really do think it's a thing we're supporting and going to, because it's part of changing our culture at large, which is, I guess what we've been talking about this whole episode, is how active of a role can we play in ha- shaping this culture. So, kind of interesting. It's going to be very fun. Uh, and Aaron Lunter's even trying to come up there and, and sell barbecue. Cook, yeah, cook, yeah, cook and sell some of his barbecue, which is delicious. It's going to be a very fun time to come up there and camp, stay in Urbana, chill out, and uh, just get to see a hell of a lot of good bands. Yeah, there's a bunch more on the lineup, too. So, you can go to audiofeedfestival.com if you want to see the whole lineup. But I'm asking you to please go to badchristianday.com yeah. when you do buy your ticket. And we will see you guys all there. Yeah, and we'll just go ahead and say Joey will not show his penis to anybody uh so you'll feel confident in that um but yeah maybe we should just do the live podcast completely naked yeah just to you know un- i don't repress yeah. our society i'm certain that if we did that no one would lust or sin. Would, they, they would, that, right that's a good point it's not going to be a lust problem right. if we podcast no, naked no. Nobody's going to be like, oh, my god i gotta have that no it's the exact opposite <laughs> that is very good point so that, that you know what the worst part about that is? What the hell is wrong with our wives? <laughs> What's wrong with our wives' vision? My God. Also, I, I meant to say this too. I was gonna ask you that. Did you tell Priscilla that? And she was like, Phew, I really trust Virg. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. like did you ever tell her you got Virgil's seal of approval on your dong? Not until way later. Wow. Well, all right. We got time for a new story? Yeah, let's do one new story. In a world where your friend was just questioning everything, his God, his uh, politics, his uh, thought process, his faith. <laughs> this is the dong. This is this this one is a little bit about dongs. Actually, my first news story here is a little a little dongish. If y'all don't mind, I had a boss named did. Dolores Dong. No, you did. Yeah, I did. Dee Dee, y'all call her Dee Dee. She was actually the first time I, that was the first time I ever recognized that someone my mom's age could be really hot. <laughs> I was like, I was like twenty years old, and I was like, oh my gosh, I've never experienced this. She's maybe a little younger than my mom, and just unbelievable. Dolores Dong. Wow. Yep. Like, tell us a little bit more about her. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right, this comes from the day. Um, this is interesting. We're talking about how people are treated differently and how we need to be aware of that and uh, gender. That's not true. And, Treating people and, differently? That's not true. No, no, how, how, how people are treated differently because of their gender or whatever oh, it might that's be. that's not true. <laughs> it's not true. Go ahead, Toby. It's hard doing podcasts with white men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Middle-class white men, it's hard to do podcasts with you. Transgender athlete takes spotlight in girls' meat. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. This is by Vicki Fulkerson. And this is in New Britain. Uh, last year, Kate Hall wasn't positive. She fully appreciated winning a Class M state championship as a sophomore. That gave Hall, a Sto- Stonington High School junior, even higher expectations for Tuesday's Class M state track and field championship at Willowbrook Park, where she was focused on a repeat in the 100 meters and was also one of the top seeds in the 200, in which she finished in the top 10 in New England last year. Instead, the day belonged to Cromwell's Andrea Yearwood, a freshman who won both the 100 and the 200. Yearwood is a transgender athlete who competed for who competed for Cromwell as a girl for the first time on April fifth, winning both sprints in a tri meet against Portland and Old Saybrook. Uh, the New Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference defers to the determination of the student and his or her local school regarding gender identification. It feels really good. I'm really happy to win both titles, Yearwood said. After her performance in the Class M meet, I kind of expected it. I've always gotten first, so I expected it to some extent. I'm really proud of it. Yearwood won the 100 in 12.66 seconds, edging Hall, who was at 12.83, and Yearwood was first in the 200. Uh, Woodland's Eric Amain, a few people that come in at different times. Hall admits to being competitive. That was the primary reason for the tears she wiped away Tuesday to an anyone... Uh, losing isn't any losing to anyone isn't her favorite thing. She called the situation frustrating. That's how the the girl that lost here in the beginning described it. There's not much I can do, she said. Second doesn't work for me. Yeah, it it doesn't away for the team. But you come into a state championship meet looking to win a state title. I had an awesome chance. I could have done a lot more things if I'd have done my best. And it goes on just to talk about Yearwood. Um, uh, Hall says she believes Yearwood to be 100% an awesome person. I just need to take it as a positive thing, get through it, and perform the best you can. Yearwood, meanwhile, said she's using the attention she's drawing at this point. I'm getting attention from places I don't even know about. She was pleased, however, with the way that she was treated. Uh, and it goes on. Uh, this is a pretty long one. but Yeah, sum the, it up. Okay. Yeah, let me sum it up here. Yearwood, who won, has not gone through any transition or anything. It mm-hmm. is biologically i guess still has male parts has a penis everything and so that is basically a male body so it's a woman or said this person yearwood says that she is a she and she should have the right to compete against other females because she's a female as well and her to her now biologically she has muscle structure uh body frame bigger bones a penis, mm-hmm. all these things, and the reason she's allowed to is because she says I'm a girl, right? I'm a female, right? So it, it, that's where we're headed. Now the loser here, really, I like that they showed that side of it. So I thought she was being very gracious, but all she could say is I'm frustrated, right? Now, it, is there a difference if a guy goes, I'm just a guy, but I want to compete against the girls? They would say no. Mm-hmm. But if somebody says I'm a girl or I'm a female, 
you are allowed to compete. Right. I mean, it'd be like it was just, you know, you just have a a B list NBA player say I'm over in WNBA now is what we're talking about. Right. Basically. So I think what's important here. I mean, it's easy to pick something out like this and sure. just say it's sure, just whatever. Sure. But what's what I don't what I would resist doing at all with a story like this. Of course, there's the absurdity of the competitive. I mean, there's something of obviously absurd about this. However, right. let's not moralize it. And let's not say, here we go, and right, right. what about the children? Let's not do any of that stuff. Sure. You know what I mean? It's sports. Right. It's, it's competition. I mean, there's issues with PEDs. I mean, there, we wonder, is it fine with the guy with the blades for artificial legs? Right. To, I mean, there's plenty of stuff to worry about, but we're just talking about there's no moral aspect to that or here come those trans people or here comes the politics. So I, I would resist the urge to draw any real big conclusions other than this, this is what this is in that case. And I would, I'm kind of in favor that they should have more sports where there are just more inclusive categories uh, anyway, for, such as technology and performance enhancing drugs and those things. I think you could have, you know, different categories of sports that have different agreements of what they would want to do. Yeah. Basically. I like that last statement think, that Matt just said, just, you, because you you basically need to change the rules here, I think, to for for people to be okay with this in their mind. Like you would just have to say, this competition is only for people with female anatomy. Like, which that would seem kind of silly, but I that can't be fair for some. I mean, because what if there was a money prize, for instance? And a dude just says, "Hey, I am a girl." When in actuality, well, his, it's vol- well, it can it, be voluntary and it can be a game. I mean, if you're playing shoots and ladders with your kids, and you know, but there is it, it is just, money though. These people are trying to get into college and get a, yep. uh, 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 scholarships and stuff like that. And so, uh, here's where I will say, I I think this is a completely unfair advantage. If a female started taking testosterone, they would ban her. If you took, if you had raised point. levels of testosterone, so I think what they're mm-hmm. going to have to do is stop looking at uh, sexual organs, and they'll have that's, to just they'll great. have to do some kind of test with a testosterone level wow. test. It has to be under a certain level, or maybe I don't know some other genetic tests. I don't know if they can do other stuff, but something because you cannot have an advantage. You're right. Like even the person with the uh, with their legs missing and wearing mm-hmm. those blades. You're right. They are questioning. Does that give you an unfair advantage? I think you have to do that, and. Then I think if you do do it that way, then feel free to that they could still compete. It's like weight against class. females that want to. Yeah, exactly. Weight you know class. I mean, it's yes. just like weight class. Like, oh, if you're two hundred pounds, you can't fight this hundred fifty pound guy. Right. So we say that if you have a testosterone level, testosterone level over this, I don't care what right. genitalia you have. Right. Just, I mean, it's happening. Like, I mean, I've heard it on like Rogan and stuff like that, where there are transgenders who have, are uh, in the ring fighting, mm-hmm. and that there is an advantage there. I mean, sure. it, it, there is an advantage. That, that's not going against their sexuality, how they identify, or whatever. But within sports, you will have to do something like that. Because it is true. It, the, the, I mean, I don't think it's going to be an epidemic. I don't think there's going to be a lot of guys going, oh, I didn't make it in the NBA. Hey, I'm a girl. You know, it's not going to be Juana Man every day. But <laughs> but I do think that there are going to people, be people that try to push that and, and say that. And it's getting really crazy because... I don't know what people are saying anymore. Some people say I identify as female, but then other people say gender is whatever. And what is male and female? Like, I don't know where it's headed. Like, I mean, it's all over the place. Like, it would seem like somebody that says they identify as a female is saying there are two genders almost. You know what I mean? Like, so that that negates, well, you can be whatever you want to be. And so that's what I don't understand. The same way as I've heard, you know, some – 
people argue that bisexual negates that uh you know you can you could just be anything your sexuality is just totally fluid and there isn't you know gay or straight it's mm-hmm. just whatever well those, those things are all going to get sorted out so yeah. i just say resist the urge to say oh we're headed to a particular place or there's a super right and wrong about it we're headed to a new place and we're going to figure it out right i think if we just kind of whatever like i you know i think it's real obvious on stuff like bathrooms we saw that bathroom the other day in Boise, and it said yeah. one of them said urinals and stalls, and the other one said stalls. Okay, do yeah. whatever and you want to do. I no, love that. It wasn't men or women, and yeah, you can go whichever one. I would want. never build two bathrooms if I had a business, personally, unless I was yeah. mandated by the state. I would never do that. I would just make a bunch of stalls in a bathroom. Right. I mean, it's just, it'll be okay. It just will be okay. It will right. be just fine. So as long as you can hang out and talk about it and just let it unfold, we'll figure it out. I mean, that it, you know, so that I don't think it's a big deal. But you will see some kind of uh, th- – that will be interesting. Okay, so this is a freshman in high school. What happens when uh, she goes, oh, they're not giving me scholarships to join. Uh, and it's because I'm transgender. I, I want to – you know, I've won all these things. Everybody else gets a scholarship. Why don't I? And they'll, they'll have oh, to it's go, gonna get well, But don't panic. That's all no, no, I'm, I'm not going to panic. <laughs> I think it puts us in a better situation. We have to talk about these things and maybe get to some real facts. That's what I'm saying. Like, it might be – Real facts are, hey, new testing, and that'll be better for everybody anyway. Maybe. Right. So some people that, that you say that it's so bad or wrong, or there's some big agenda, but I don't really see it that way. And on the other hand, I'd say there's probably some people who are transgendered that are profiteering yes. or opportunistic or mentally ill. Those things exist also. Right. Okay. I mean, that, that just, the, the, the that same as there's, there's amazing transgender people who are just figuring stuff out and want. You're yeah. saying it's across saying the board, whether you're transgender or whether you're straight or whether you're male, female, gay, whatever. All across the board, there's great and then uh, uh, there's, there's both extremes. Great yeah, people and sure. opportunists on the other right. end. Yeah, for sure. That, I mean, just, you don't escape that just because you say something. You know what I mean? Right. So, all right. That's the damn news. Well, I want to challenge. Throw, throw I want to challenge everyone as I read these BC club names. Please don't formulate in your head whether or not these this particular name is a name of a male or a female. That's that's really crossing a line. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> please don't do that. We have Anthony Smith, Lucas Nicholson, Alex L- L- Langusa, all female, Largusa. Tyler Hadwacker. <laughs> well, no, it's Tyler Hardwacker. <laughs> he had to have done that on purpose. Andy. Oh, no, that's his name. Hardwacker. Heart. <laughs> what if it is? And we're just like, I'm ridiculing his name. Andy Warren, Dan Hall, and Nathaniel P. Harris. These people have gone to thebcclub.com and you've joined the family of individuals that covers across this globe 47 different countries, all 50 mm-hmm. of the United States of America, and we will stay united, and we will not. And I repeat, we states. will not. What did I just All 50. All 50. We will not be gender specific. I'm going to close with two things. Number one, speaking of 50 states, Emory has now played in all 50 states. Good job, guys. We just, yeah, that's we, right. We pulled over on the side of the road in Wyoming, the only state that we had not played in, and we I made everybody get out of the car, and we played acoustic in a scenic lookout area in Wyoming for some yep. workers that were some doing road, road work. <laughs> so now Emory has performed in all 50 states. We had to not cross Wyoming off 
the list. We're and, good at performing. And also, I want to say thank you to everybody in the BC Club who comes up and meets us at shows. I want to remind you, if you are in the BC Club, let us know that. And I'll ask your name, and I'll ask your last name. And then I'll go, oh, yes, I'll, I can put the face with the name, because I'm pretty good with names. I usually remember them while well, I've seen them in the club before. So please don't hesitate if you see us at these shows to tell us you're in the BC Club. I'd like to know that. And thank you for all the people in the BC Club who come up to me take their picture with me, stand within a few inches of me, and then report to the BC Club that I do not stink, even though I don't take showers very often at all. That's nice And I'm going to tell you, I got home late last night from tour. Been gone a week, hadn't showered in a week or two. Yeah. And my wife made me take a shower before I got in bed last night. Midnight, something like that. Which I said, fair enough. Which I did, and I got up this morning, and I promise you, I stink so bad right now because I took a shower. Wow, man. Okay? And I can prove it if anybody wants to smell me right now, but I have very bad BO today because I took a shower. Because I was at what I always say is equilibrium. I was cruising. I was at the natural state of a person. Then I scrubbed my armpits with soap last night before I got in bed. And so for about 10 minutes, I, I smelled like soap. And then the BO starts coming out of my unclogged pores. I'm not pores. sure if I buy that. Well, what do you mean what's not to buy about it? I just don't know if you're telling the truth. <laughs> It's verifiable. I was with a bunch of people last week who said I didn't stink when they took their picture with me. And you can ask anybody in the room, do I stink right now? And they'll say yes, because I took a shower. Toby, does he stink? He, he smells terrible. Look, from here, from here, you can tell I stink. Yeah, you stink. Okay, from this distance away, he can tell I stink. I, did I yesterday? Yeah, he did stink yesterday, too. <laughs> <laughs> Not as bad, though. <laughs> You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.